One, two, three. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. This is Y'all, Y'all Heard. Heard. A podcast where me, Marissa Phillips. And me, Pete Phillips. We're not related. We are the two hosts of the show, and we meet up each week to talk about some things that we know about our, or that we like recently learned about, in hopes that you can learn a thing or two, listener, about the world around you. By the way, we digitally meet up. We're not face-to-face. Yeah, I think everybody knows that. I don't know. It could be a first time. Or some people just think, like, you and I meet up, but you're, like, at the end of a hallway. (laughs) Yes. In other words, we tell you things you didn't know you needed to know. You know, very profound. Pete, how's your week? I was trying to think of that before uh, the show started. We recently started recording on Tuesdays, and I think... The way this is going to work is there's just not enough week under my belt for me to uh, come up with How's anything your great. Week since last Tuesday? No, 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 I know, I know, but like oh. I reset the weekend is like it's out of my head. But I baked cookies this weekend and that was pretty fun. I haven't done it in a while. Yeah, they look fun. Did you give them out or you're going to eat them? Oh well, I ate some while I was making them, and then the rest are being sold in a bake sale at work. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm so nice. So community-minded. <laughs> How about you, Marissa? How's your extraordinary week going? I don't know how my week is as a whole, but I will say, do you know what things are? I now am the proud owner of five artisanal slimes. Yeah, good for you. Yep, I got a, uh, a gingerbread oh, slime. and she's playing with them, guys. And this is a free slime. Oh, I can't thank you. What I'm I, don't, you. I don't need to see it. This slime came free with, because I bought three from one place. This is a cherry-scented slime with sparkles inside. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, I have a cranberry slime with fake cranberry, foam cranberry. Guys, you can, just, you can just, like, 30 seconds ahead through this. No. I have a gingerbread slime with a mini gingerbread in it. I have a metallic silver slime. And I have a buttercream-scented candy corn sprinkle slime. I can't. 30 second ahead on this so i've become a slimer save yourselves <laughs> listeners no also i i'm done with the slime i'm not going to talk more about <laughs> also this week i received i don't know if the one you shared with me wait you could cut this out is it okay that i saw james's asmr i hope so okay i mean why would he send it to me unless he wanted me to share yeah. it with the world i've already uploaded it to youtube and there's five million views I received three homemade ASMR videos this week. One of somebody eating, who I will not say who that was. One of somebody mixing noodles. Was that what our loyal listener James made? Mm -hmm. And one of my coworker playing with slime. So my life got weird, guys. Yeah, this is your life, Marissa, and you deserve it. I just want to say that I didn't ask for any of these videos. Well, no, I asked to see James's. You got that no, unsolicited. You asked for it just yes. by being so into. <laughs> no! Yeah. The other two were unsolicited entirely. <laughs> so my life is weird, and I don't know how to stop it from being weird. Okay. Marissa's life is, instead of like being bombarded with unsolicited dick pics, she's <laughs> bombarded with unsolicited ASMR videos. Yeah, I think I got a sexual ASMR video. Like, what they're doing isn't sexual, but I think it was to serve the same purpose as them sending me, like, a dick pic. I told Marissa this week that I never want to hear 
the letters A, S, M, and R together ever again. Too bad. Too bad. This is going to be my new life. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, go back to our Save ASMR. Yourself. Nope, just move forward. Go back to our ASMR slime episode. So what's our icebreaker? Um, it's November, Marissa. Yep. What? Uh, Why do sometimes people stop shaving their mustaches in November but call it like Movember? Movember? Is that mustache November? I think you should make this your next episode. Did I say shave or grow it? I meant grow it. Yeah, I knew what you meant. Yeah. Do you know what, why it's called that? No. You should enlighten okay. all of us. Okay. I can do that next episode. Okay, um, I'm sorry. What's our what's our icebreaker? I didn't really have one, but it's fall, Marissa. What's your favorite part of fall? You can't pick Halloween. The oh, Marissa's shit. Marissa's favorite part of fall is pumpkin spice lattes. I like pumpkin spice. My pumpkin says lattes. <laughs> I just make coffee and I pour pumpkin spice out of like a spice thing into the grinds. I buy pumpkin grinds grounds. Marissa's really sensitive about. That. <laughs> Well, I don't experience it in the city, but when I'm in the in the in the country, I feel like there's a, a ghoulishness in the air. Okay. <laughs> and that's my favorite part. How about you? I like that it's cooler outside because I'm a sweaty person. It's too cold now. Nope. Because global warming. Disagree. Because I'm a sweaty person. So you see, to me, it's perfect. But Marissa I mean- has no more body fat. <laughs> There's no more body fat. So she cannot stay warm. Yeah. (laughs) Once it goes under 60, she puts on a parka. A ghoulish parka. No, I'm in the city. I don't get any of the ghoulishness. It's like a slight... A gothic parka, which is a gothica. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Starring Robert Downey Jr. (laughs) I like the subtle chill in the air. The wet... Dampness of a fallen rain mixed with the fallen leaves and the silence. And you occasionally hear a hoot of an owl or a crunch of leaves under an animal's feet. And you go, oh, the ghouls are out. No, they're just animals. It's time to play, spirits. It's Halloween. The okay. one thing I said you can't pick. <laughs> <laughs> Fooled you. <laughs> Guys, I'm not, I'm tired, but I'm not, like, that tired. I'm just weird today. Excuse me. So, who would like to go first? Me, so I can get over with this so bad. Sounds good to me. (laughs) So, guys, sometimes I'm like, wow, that's a great idea. And I assume that there's information on the internet that links to my idea. But sometimes I think of that idea without seeing if there's information. So I'm going to start it out sensibly. Then it's going to feel less and less coherent. Then I'm just going to say random things. If it's any consolation, listeners, you can uh, stay tuned for my topic, where I am basically going to beat a dead horse the whole time. And when I... Never mind. I was going to joke about your duck episode again. (laughs) And say that this is similar to that. Good. Good. Bring it on. You can't out-duck me. (laughs) I can out-duck the best of them. Pete. What is your Donkey Kong? Tell me when you hear Donkey Kong. Don't what do you think? even get me started, Marissa. Okay. First of all, original Donkey Kong. I'm sorry. Whew. Everybody calm down out there. First of all, Nintendo Donkey Kong. I was fine with it. Didn't get it. 
didn't understand. What do you mean by, oh, like NES Donkey Kong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Not SNES, okay. Fast forward to... Wait, but what was happening in that game? You had, like, there's just one screen, and you have okay. multiple, like, uh, platforms, and you have to jump around and, like, jump over barrels. I yeah, really don't remember what the, the point of it was. Who is the hero? Who is the villain? Don't know. Move along, okay. though, to my uh, detestable sensibility. You say you do not like f***ing. I'm sorry. I try to keep this family Donkey friendly. Kong 3 on Super Nintendo. Donkey Kong Country 3? Oh, excuse me. Yeah, there's a big difference. You better f***ing like the Donkey Kong Countries. 3, okay. I didn't like 3. College. There's this girl who comes oh, over. Man. And all she wants to do is play that game. And make out with Pete. And it turned out that she was a monster. <laughs> In the way she made out with Pete. <laughs> this person was like, just not good news. <laughs> but it was a girl that you made out with for a day, right? A whole yeah. day? Non-stop? It was... Made out for a whole day? <laughs> Marissa recently shared with me that she had been going on a marathon date. And this was a marathon date that started, God, I don't know when, at like 6 o'clock one night and ended maybe two o'clock the next day that was like far too long yeah it wasn't it wasn't fun and you you listener can recognize how much time span that is uh so to be on a date for that long is kind of weird to be on a date where the person just wants to keep playing donkey Kong country 3 i hated that game the other thing was i couldn't figure out exactly what i was supposed to do in the game and so one day i ceremoniously Smashed the game with a hammer. Yeah, I remember that. Okay, well, Pete set us up for that. Also, in the event that my <laughs> marathon dater found this podcast, I enjoyed our marathon date. Well, of course, yeah. It all started in the 1980s. Uh, someone named Shigeru Miyamoto was the person who created Donkey Kong. He was actually originally going to make a Popeye game for Nintendo, but the licensing fell through, and he came up with some new characters. His first character was Jumpman who soon became known as Mario from all the popular Mario games, and Donkey Kong. The idea of Kong came from the movie King Kong, and according to the article I was reading, donkey apparently means stupid, according to a Japanese-English dictionary. If you speak Japanese you want to correct me, let me know. Stupid Kong, perhaps. Uh, as Peter already set up, the original games were really simple. You're basically, you are Mario. Mario is the hero. And he's, like, walking on these, like, scaffolding right. or something. And he's going up, yeah, like, these platforms, avoiding barrels and fireballs that Donkey Kong is throwing at him. He's, like, the, he's the subject of the title, but he's not up yes. to good. But he's the villain, yeah. Okay. Um, in case you're not familiar with Donkey Kong, he actually is a big gorilla. And I the reason I wanted to do this is because... I realize, like, depending how old you are, you might have a totally different understanding of Donkey Kong. So, like, if you're really young, you might know him only from, like, Super Smash Brothers or, like, Mario Kart. But he had lots of his own games. Okay, so anyway. In the original game, you had to rescue Mario's girlfriend, Pauline. If you're familiar with Mario games, there's never a girl named Pauline ever again. Yeah, but I like it. But it's much better than Peach. Yeah. Because, like, you can believe a guy named Mario is dating a Pauline. Yeah. Not a princess. So, after the success of the first Donkey Kong game, a second Donkey Kong was made for arcades. It was called Donkey Kong Jr. 
And in this game, roles were different. You are actually playing as Donkey Kong's son, and you have to rescue Donkey Kong from Mario. So in this game, what? Donkey Kong's son is the hero, and Mario is the villain. It's craziness. I never played Donkey Kong Jr. And then came Donkey Kong 3, which is why I made you specify that it was Donkey Kong Country. And uh, after those three arcade titles, Donkey Kong moved to the Nintendo. So after the 80s, Donkey Kong disappeared for a long time. And he did not reemerge until 1994 with Donkey Kong Country, which at the end, that was on the SNES, Super Nintendo. That was some cutting-edge shit. Those graphics were, like, amazing. If you have never seen Donkey Kong Country, I doubt anyone that young is listening to us. But if so, I need you to Google it. You need to see what was so amazing at the time. And honestly, I've, I played it recently, and I'm still kind of impressed. Like, it's just a really clean-looking game. I know, like, graphically we've gone beyond it, but I'm still kind of impressed. Have you played it recently? No, because I smashed it with a hammer. No, Donkey Kong Country 1, not 3. I don't think I have one. If I had one, I probably would have mentioned that. Would you like to guess the plot of Donkey Kong Country? Donkey Kong is uh, in a country, <laughs> and he wants to start a band. Okay. So he learns oh. how to play the guitar, and he has like a, a he has to pick up a bunch of friends, right? Like So he's like one guy, right? But you can't start a band with just one guy. So in Donkey Kong Country, he goes around the bars of Nashville, in you know the home of country music and he starts to assemble a band of people and then at the end of the game they play a big concert i don't pretend pete didn't say that but it does kind of sound like like synopsis of like parappa the rapper in donkey kong country we are back to having donkey kong as a main character but he's finally a hero again he's a really nice gorilla it's donkey kong and his sidekick diddy kong not his son they have to stay, save his stolen banana horde from the thieving King K. Cruel, who's a crocodile. Okay. A crocodile-looking creature and his Kremlin crew. All of those are spelled with Ks. I want of you to course, know yeah. It's a side-scroller similar to Mario, but Mario is nowhere to be found. By the way, the soundtrack is amazing. I suggest you look it up. Side-scroller side is the only type of game I would ever like to play for the rest of my life. I love it. <laughs> the way that the original Donkey Kongs like keep switching who's the hero, that goes on in the later ones. In Diddy's Conquest, which is Donkey Kong Country 2, this now involves Diddy Kong being the hero because Donkey Kong has been kidnapped by King K. Cruel. Okay. Except for some reason, King K. Cruel has been changed to Captain K. Cruel. He got yep. promoted. Or demoted. In, oh, he got demoted. No, that's his military title. Yeah. Now, in Donkey Kong Country 3, subtitle, Dixie Kong's Double Trouble. Stupid friggin'. Both Donkey Dixie Kong, Kong and Diddy Kong are kidnapped by K. Cruel. Now, Baron K. Rulenstein. <laughs> and Dixie and her cousin Kitty Kong have to save them. Now, go ahead to Donkey Kong 64. This game allows you to play as Donkey Kong, Diddy Kong, Lanky Kong, Tiny Kong, and Chunky Kong to save Donkey Kong Island from the destruction at the hands of... Uh, are we back to the crocodile? So wait, he was a baron? Ooh, is he a count? Now he has no title. He's just K. Rule and his Kremlin crew. That's a bummer. Yeah. By the way... I want a side uh, video game about him and his, his fall from greatness. <laughs> Now, before I 
let this devolve further because now all I'm telling you are names of games and their and their plots and characters. I just want to tell you what my vision was for this podcast. I was hoping because I thought I read it somewhere. There was like a thread that kind of like linked every Donkey Kong game, like as if you could consider them all canon and as if you could consider them all like a continuation. And you just discovered the complete opposite of that? (laughs) Well, I mean, Donkey Kong's in all of them, but like there's no rhyme or reason. Like everyone just gets kidnapped and everyone's a hero. Like, no. Yeah. I was hoping there was a, a deeper, a deeper story that carried on, but instead everyone's just getting kidnapped, <laughs> and it's like a free-for-all. So it's a very easy plot device, kidnapping. Yeah. Okay, so we're just going to change gears, still Donkey Kong related. Everybody get ready to devolve. Here we go. And, and we are going to just talk about some Donkey Kong games that you probably never heard of. Either they were kind of obscure and in the 80s, or they might have only been released in Japan. Um, first, 1984 was Donkey Kong Circus. In this game, the player controls Donkey Kong, who is placed on a barrel while juggling pineapples and avoiding flames. And that is the whole game. You just juggle pineapples. I don't know how long a person can play that. I can play that for very long. Okay, Donkey Kong Junior Math, an edutainment game released for the NES, where players solve math problems. There's addition, subtraction, multiplication, and and division. This is very uh, list-heavy, Marissa. And you control two characters as they create a math formula to reach the number shown by Donkey Kong. How exciting. You know what? I warned you. What year did that come out? It doesn't say, but NES, so like 80s. So he was like a hero by this point? Yes. Because you don't want to do math with like a villain. I'm He's going to throw a barrel at you if you don't. Yeah, you can be like, i throw a barrel. You don't get this number, bitch. And then you're like, ah! Okay. That game was actually re-released on the Wii. So, you know, if you're dying to do some edutainment, you can you can get that. There's also Donkey Kong Hockey. It just features Donkey Kong and Mario facing off in hockey. And last but not least is a canceled Donkey Kong game. Called Donkey Kong Coconut Crackers. Can we get some letters there? Are they both C's? Yeah, what a missed opportunity. Well, then I guess it would have been D-K-K-K. <laughs> supposed to be a puzzle game for the Game Boy Advance, but the people who were developing it uh, lost a license to Donkey Kong, so it was canceled. And I would say that this goes down as the worst podcast I've ever done, because that's all I have. If you like Donkey Kong on your own time, see if what I wanted to do this podcast about, if you could find that. And uh, if not, hope you had a fun time reminiscing. So to take this a little further, that means that you're telling me it is still possible that there is a thread throughout the game. I you swear I read haven't that. haven't discovered it? I don't, or I dreamt it, but... Because the way that it sounded like at the end there is that that's what you wanted to do. You didn't have a time to, and so you just listed off all the Donkey Kong games. Yes, what would you have preferred I do? <laughs> you know, maybe spend a little time looking for that through line. <laughs> Sometimes! I don't have a lot of time! So, listeners, this is the first time we pose a question to you. 
Can you find that through line? <laughs> Can you do Marissa's job? <laughs> I looked for a while. I might have imagined it. I really yeah, no, it. I've been there. I get it. Yeah. So I'm not that lazy. I looked like two day, two separate days. I looked yesterday and I looked today. And then I kept thinking I would find something better. And I didn't. <laughs> so I hope you like that retrospective. Yeah. The anyway, uh, let's hope Donkey Kong B-sides can do better. Mine takes place uh, in a parallel timeline. Uh, mine starts in July 1991. They can all be winners. I felt like you were really judging me. <laughs> no, I just wanted to verify at the end that you were like... Sorry, it wasn't about ducks. Continue. In July of 1991, Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. No, 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 bogus journey. <laughs> Excuse me. Why did I start on the sequel? Uh, was released in North America following the success of its predecessor, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Months after the sequel came out, there we go, Bill and Ted's Excellent Video Game Adventure was released. According to the Internet Movie Database scoring, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is a 6.9 out of 10 stars, and Bogus Journey is a 6.2. Which means that the sequel is almost as good as the original. Mercy, can you remember anything from the sequel? No, I was about to say something that I realized I was thinking of Wayne's World. Um, Keanu Reeves is in it. Well done. Their excellent video game adventure deserves a three at best. Side note, Bill and Ted 3 has been announced, starring adult Keanu Reeves and adult Alex Winter. Uh, It is called Bill and Ted Face the Music. I don't remember what they do. Do they time travel? Oh, we'll get there. In a phone booth? Okay. You might also recall a reference to Alex Winter and Bill and Ted 3 during our Deep Web episode, because Alex Winter directed a documentary on the underground internet, you know, the dark web, the deep web. I don't remember that. Okay. He's also done other documentary shorts based around questionable or strange activities related to Donald Trump. Uh, Also, uh, he did one on... What does that mean? You can't just move on and not give an example. He did a documentary about everybody who went up to have a meeting with Donald Trump in Trump Tower after he became president. Did you watch it? No. Why the hell would I? I don't know, because you like (laughs) Alex Winter? He did one on Bitcoin as well, and he is working on one about Frank Zappa. Just in case you thought... I don't even remember who Frank Zappa is, besides someone that, like, hippies like. Just in case you thought... You were like, oh, Keanu Reeves is famous, Alex Winter, who the hell is that guy? Whatever happened to Bill? Uh, That's what happened to Bill. He's doing just fine, okay? Is he? Marissa, now is the time. What do you know about Bill and Ted? Keanu Reeves is in it. And I think they might time travel in, like, a phone booth or something? Yeah. And they are easily mistaken for Wayne's World. (laughs) In your head or everybody's head? Everybody's. (laughs) And they're like, ugh, Totally. Yeah, well done. Yeah. That's that's pretty good. Try excellent instead of totally. Excellent. <laughs> oh, wait. No, that's Wayne's World, isn't it? <laughs> uh, see, bitch, I told you. You got me. <laughs> I got you. So here is, here is my recollection of Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. Bill and Ted are two friends. They live in the suburbs in California. Ted, Keanu Reeves, is going to get sent to military school because he's so bad in school. Like, he's real crappy grades and stuff. Mm-hmm. Bill does, too, but apparently his family doesn't care as much about him. So they really have to do well on this history test, right? Because if they don't do well on the history test, Keanu Reeves, who is now... 
Keanu Reeves, not Ted. Uh, Keanu Reeves has okay. to go away to military school. Okay, but then George Carlin shows up as Rufus, and what? George Carlin says, "You can't go to military school. If you go to military school, then Wild Stallions, the band that they're in." isn't going to survive, and the music of Wild Stallions will bring peace on Earth in the future. What a silly movie. So here's what you got to do. Why does this exist? you got to borrow this phone booth time machine to go back in time and get experiences so that you can build the best history presentation possible, and that's what they set out to do. Oh, okay, okay. Bill and Ted's excellent video game adventure is trash. Okay. Uh, But you might remember that I gave it a 3 out of 10 stars, according to the Internet Movie Database. <laughs> One star was because it had a nice uh, splash screen graphic, which I remember. Did you own this game? Oh, yes, and I still do. I didn't oh, smash okay. this one for nostalgia purposes. One is that there's like uh, this sort of pre-game aspect of it that is kind of interesting enough to me. And the third star is for a level of fun weirdness in the plot, which I will get to in a bit. The plot of this particular game... Is not the weird part, the plot of the game without the weird part, is Bill and Ted get a call from Rufus, who is from the future still. Uh, he explains that time-space rebels have gone back in time and kidnapped historical figures in the historical areas that they were in and put them in other ones. Okay. So basically they shuffled around historical figures throughout time. And Bill and Ted need to go back and set things right. In order to do this... They travel the circuits of time in a phone booth, but Rufus can only loan one phone booth out. So you start the game as Ted, and then partway through, you switch to Bill. And okay, which one is through, You switch to Ted. Ted is Keanu Reeves. Sorry, I, I did mean to say Keanu. Okay, okay. When Ted is traveling, he finds things that were left behind by Bill, and vice versa. Okay. There's a lot of nonsense going on. Don't fact check or logic check me at any point. If it sounds like it doesn't make sense, it's because I'm right. Okay. Basically what we have is a map-based game where you retrieve what are supposed to be like artifacts that you would coax someone into coming with you or like give somebody a gift to make them happy so that they like you. You can't just walk up to Marilyn Monroe, who is one of the people in the game, and say, hey, get into my phone booth so I can take you back to the right time. Instead, you have to offer her a rose, and then she goes, oh, I'm so touched, and then she comes with you. Okay. So if you think about it, not only do you have to find the rose, but then you have to find Marilyn Monroe, and sometimes the rose is in one era, but she is in another era, and so you go through what feels like an endless amount of doors and shit, talking to people all across this board, this mapped out board, and basically... People try to give you clues as to where you can find the hidden objects. Okay. Some people give you things like puddings or radios. Puddings? Yes. And some okay. just give you shit, like they yell at you, chase you, and put you in jail. Um, what kind of puddings? When there's bad Don't guys... Don't think you could just go past When my there's questions. bad guys coming after you... I'm I answering you. your question. Oh. When you have bad guys coming after you, there's a few different weapons you can use, and one of them is a pudding. And what you do is, everything in this game that you throw, you throw, like, pretty far away. So what you do is you throw a pudding, and then all the people on the board who would be after you instead Uh go after the pudding. Okay. That gives pudding a lot of weird credit, but okay. Yeah, the radio, you you play the radio, and then everybody on the screen dances for, like, 30 seconds while you escape. That's fun. But then after they're done dancing, they all chase after you. Okay. 
despite weeks over summers and after school, despite weeks, months probably, of time. My sister and I never escaped level two. Wow, how many And my sister was the only one who got to level two. But this is what you have to understand about this game. Level two is only a second world. It's not really like an advancement. So let's follow this. You find the rose, okay? And now you need to take the rose to Marilyn Monroe. So now you have to go back into the circuits of time, and you have 16 possible places you could land. You have to find which one Marilyn Monroe is in. And they give you a hint. But once you... I'm not exaggerating. It could take you two hours to find the rose, okay? Okay. you go through the circuits of time to another place, which is essentially laid out in the same way, but things aren't in the same place. Yeah. And then it could take you two more hours to actually find Marilyn Monroe. Ugh. And I want everybody listening to realize this isn't like games today where you could like save your game and come back to it. Like This is a one-shot deal. This is the way that video games used to be. You would work, and then you'd have to like pause it, and turn off the TV, but leave the whole system on and come back tomorrow they, if you wanted to pick up your game. They didn't have any save points? No, not in I this game. I don't remember games absolutely not having save points. Well, that's because you're young. Um, you're that barely <laughs> older than me. Continue. So, each of these places have dirt paths set about, and then there's grass, too. Except, like, in Western World, there's, like gravel, and then dirt. So you can't walk on the grass, but the weird thing is that some of these objects that you're looking for are actually on the grass, and so what you do is you jump onto the grass. By the way, you can't see them on the screen, okay? (laughs) You can't see the object on the screen. Instead, what you would do is you would jump and, like, run into a fence, and then when you fall on your ass, you go, whoa, I just found this rose. (laughs) And that's the way it works. You're basically hopping around an entire level trying to find what you're looking for. So, yeah, you just kind of jump around for a while. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of weird. Fun to any degree? I don't think so at all. Okay. You get the rose, right? So, I found Sitting Bull as a historical figure, but I couldn't find the lawn chair joke (laughs) uh, that I needed in order to coax him into my phone booth, okay? And that is sort of like a goofy part of it, too. The game came with a small instructional booklet, but like people don't read that, and there were not enough pages in this book to guide you through the game. It would just be to explain what the game is. You probably had to like call the Nintendo hotline. You have a bunch of historical figures, and then you have a bunch of objects, and you have to match up which one goes with which person. One is a bag of money, and that matches up with Robin Hood. Okay. One is a book of lawyer stuff, and that matches up with Al Capone? I don't get it. A compact disc goes with Thomas Edison. I feel like there's Why? no connection there at all. Wow. Well, I mean, did he do something with a phonograph? Maybe. Did he? I just, was he electricity or am I stupid? Confucius gets a fortune cookie. Oh. What? Okay. Elvis gets a headstone, but like all these people are dead, so why don't they all get that's, a headstone? Ooh, that's weird. And this is this is a funny one. Uh, King Arthur, you're just delivering him the Holy Grail. <laughs> okay. Which, you know, isn't isn't hard to come by or anything. Huh. And for Julius Caesar, it's uh, salad dressing. So it's kind of weird. There are 16 separate items and 16 separate people that you would need to find. Okay. I acquired one of these items and found one of the figures, and they weren't the same, and so I never got anywhere. Spent so much time trying. And I think this may be one of the things early in my life that broke my spirit and taught me that sometimes... You just have to abandon a dream for your own sanity. Otherwise, you'll just go mad. 
my sister and I really wanted to succeed at this, but it just wasn't in the cards for us. Is that what broke our spirit too? Or just yours? Just me, probably. Reviews that weren't paid off, that's right, I'm putting some reviewers on blast. Fair enough. Said that despite it being true to the movie, because it kind of does have the same plot points, it's just too damn hard. It's frustrating, and it's time-consuming, and you have to be so dogged and persistent. A kid like me didn't stand a chance against this. You needed a game genie. I actually, this is the game that I wanted it for. Oh. <laughs> but we couldn't afford it. Oh. Every review of this video game calls out, the same exact word, how you have to wander around the world <laughs> to find what you're looking for. There's no intent, there's no guidance, there's nothing. Then, the thing that you're supposed to do is when you start, it randomizes the people that you're supposed to be searching for in the circuits of time. And sometimes you might find somebody, which of course this never happened to me, but you might find somebody, and then the next thing is you have to find them again. But they're in a different place now, even though you just returned them to their right time. Ooh, that's annoying. A lot of people criticize the game that it doesn't follow its own rules. And yeah. um, I was relieved to actually find some reviewer calling it an unplayable mess because it validated my giving up in my youth. <laughs> and so okay. some reviewers even point out more things that I hadn't thought of. Bill and Ted are in a band. They're called Wild Stallions. Okay? Uh-huh. This is an 8-bit video game that has music like, do, 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 crap like that. Yeah. And the guy's like, you can play rock music in an 8-bit game. Why aren't they doing it? Why aren't they like making an effort? Because yeah. there's supposed to be some cool rock band. Even if you use those weapons, um, they don't play rock music. Like the radio doesn't play rock music. It's just like do do do, you know. So it's really stupid. Nothing rocks in this uh, whole entire video game. They do praise the phrasing, so you do have some RPG elements because you run into people and you can choose which response you want to give, but they also pepper every single response with things like dude and whoa. In fact, it's probably the Keanu Reeves image burned in my brain is an 8-bit Keanu Reeves going like, whoa. <laughs> so yeah, if you actually play the game through, you would have 6 out of 12 worlds that you have to go to, and you would find yourself looking for 12 out of 16 people. Okay. So if it took me 2 hours to find one object, and 2 hours to find a historical person, and you have 6 times 4 times 12, that's how many hours it could take you to, to play this game. And it was terrible. But I bet the ending is so satisfying. If my printer worked... And I was so inclined. I could print out the 62-page frequently asked questions wow. about this god-awful game. So even the person who can get you through this has to explain it in 62 pages. Wow. I would okay. never do it. I would never no. do it because my original NES only works for some games, not most of my games. And that's just an excuse. Yeah, yeah. So please don't send me emulators so that I can try this on my computer. I'm not interested. I'm not interested because I fast-forwarded through the 2.5-hour YouTube recording of Ugh. what it is to complete this game. And guess what, everybody? It's not worth it. It's not worth it. <laughs> For all of the time and the shit you have to endure, it's just a flat Bill S. Preston Esquire and a flat Ted Theodore Logan just strumming guitars. At the end, that's it? Yeah, because the Wild Stallions finally get to have their, their oh, concert. Oh, man, that sucks. But you know what? The Wild Stallions suck. At least they yeah. do in video games. Controversial statement. And we're still waiting for their music to bring peace on Earth. We are. Where are you, Bill? Where are you, Ted? I hope that's actually what they cover in the movie. <laughs> Bill and Ted face the music. Coming soon. They I look like so that. excited in the promo pictures. 
it's kind of disturbing. Oh, they have promo pictures already? I gotta look it up. Yeah, so that's uh, that's a game that really ruined my childhood, everybody. Why do you like Bill and Ted to begin with? That's a good question. I think that based on my presentation here, you could safely assume that I was interested <laughs> because we owned the game. In hindsight, I wonder if we maybe just got the game because it was on sale. And it was on sale because it sucked. Oh, okay. If you do some research on this, there is a video out there which, listen guys, I like to laugh. I like to have a good time. I watched this uh, 18-minute video on YouTube last night called Angry Video Game Nerd where he covers Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. And I hurt laughing at it so hard. But that was just because of me and my experience with it and how much this guy calls out all the truths about this particular game. So you can check that out if you'd like more information. But there are a lot of other people that cover it too. Apparently this game was developed by a company called LJN and LJN made a plethora of shitbag video games in the 80s and 90s. Like? The Beetlejuice game. There was like a Spider-Man game that was like one a one-stage Spider-Man game. (laughs) Like, uh... I watched another 10-minute video about uh, the top 10 worst games that this company made. And and, uh, basically what they did was they would acquire the rights of the property, but then they wouldn't have anybody who could make a really good game out of it. And so they ended up, yeah, just putting out a lot of shit. All right. To answer your question, when I was a little kid, of course I thought Bill and Ted were cool because they were dummies. Ted wore a vest and still pulled it off with a t-shirt underneath. And, uh, you know, what more could a boy want out of life? Ooh, all a boy wants is a dummy with a vest. <laughs> Every girl's dream as well. That was good. No lie. Can we cut my part out? No. Let's just, like, have, like, a... We have the beginning part, then we have an announcement, and then we jump to yours. <laughs> no, yours was fine. No, it wasn't. all these video games. I just exist. did a bunch of shit. I tried, but I was sweating. I was like, there's no turning back now. <laughs> I was sweating. I was freaking out, man. I was like, I'm in too deep. I'm just, I just like felt like somehow when we're live, I was going to have more to say to make it more interesting, but I just didn't come. It's all right. Fine. They all can't um, be winners, man. What are you doing next week? Oh, you're doing Movember. <laughs> oh, oh, unless it's super dumb. plugs uh anything you want to plug i don't want to plug bill and ted's excellent video game adventure i want to make it clear okay not plugging that okay i do i you know this is just an incidental plug so i tried to watch the show heathers on the paramount network why i was very excited about it for a social uh experiment reason because the show was supposed to come out earlier this year and it didn't because of the Parkland shootings. And there's violence in the show. Uh, and it's in the oh. So they, they've made all ten episodes, and they're ready to put the ten out. Parkland happens. They stop. They go, nope, not going to happen. Then the company tries to shop the show elsewhere, but people are like, no, this isn't. It's just not good for the climate. Yeah. I mean, Netflix had 13 reasons why, and even that was a little questionable if kids killing yeah. themselves. So Paramount's like, okay, we're stuck with this. Let's just put it on the shelf and never hear from it again. Except people like me... We wanted to see it. We demanded yeah. to see it. <laughs> so how did you see it? So they had a five-night binge-a-thon, which means they played oh, all ten episodes wow. in five nights. <laughs> Started on Thursday, ended on Monday night. Except, curiously, after the Pittsburgh shootings on Sunday, they pulled two episodes. So here's what they did. They played episodes one, two, three, four, five, six, nine. <laughs> so you're missing some? 
So they skip two episodes and then they drop the last episode. Because in the last episode, apparently there's a very big explosion in a high school that kills a bunch of people. Yeah, but come on, guys. Chill out. I respect where they're coming from. I do But I also, you know, wish that my mom's Xfinity account worked at the Paramount website so that I could watch it on their website. Instead, I'm going to have to figure out some sort of, like, illegal thing in order to watch it. Because uh, I got I got very... um. I got into it. I kind of wanted just a bit of a resolution. It was a good way for me to sort of like veg out before I went to bed. I thought this show had aired already because I remember there being commercials back in the day. Yeah, there were commercials and everything and then school shootings and it just disappeared. And then later they were going to like put it on like a month or two later and then there was another school shooting. And they were like, wow, we're never going to get this on the way yeah, this country is working. <laughs> aye, aye. Yeah, but like Scream Queens exists and like, yeah. I don't know. I just think, like, I'm, why is that one suffering? I think, like, yeah, I, I don't know. But um, I'm sorry I didn't get to my plug yet. It's crazy, right? There's a song in it called Tomboy, which is by a rapper named Princess Nokia. Nokia, oh, like the phone heard. brand. I listened to her album today at work. I think it's called 1992. And there were a lot of songs that made me think of you, Marissa. Oh, why? <laughs> because apparently she's Puerto Rican and she's from New York. And there's a song called Goth Kid, which is about her being a goth kid. Oh, fun. There were some Alicia-esque songs where she talks about being a badass Puerto Rican bitch. Like, things fun. like that. Yeah. <laughs> and there were just, it was, it was fun to listen to. Definitely can't take it too seriously. And then evidently she's released a new album since then. This album came out in 2017, and she's released one since then, which sounds so bad. <laughs> but. Oh, wow. Check out 1992 if you're interested. Okay, yeah. A lot of cursing and everything like that, but again, it's still pretty fun. Cool. Not a plug, but something to share. I forgot to share up front. Our loyal listener, Juan, um, Juan! found a spell book in his house. Nice. All right. Or in his parents' house. And I was like, send me a screenshot. And there was like really, it was like, it was like. Did you ask him for a screenshot of a book? No, of like a page of a spell. No, that's not what I meant. (laughs) Send me a picture of a page. (laughs) Sorry, Marissa's literally under her covers at this point, guys. Yeah, I'm really cold. I'm sick. <laughs> no, but it was like a spell book. It was supposed to be like easy spells. And it was like how if you want to get back a lost love, you like put a needle in an onion for eight days in a row and then put it on the side. It was very interesting. It was a very like the idiot's guide to witchcraft. Like It was yeah. very, like, very simple. It was kind of fun. Juan always sounds to be really fun stuff. That's it, though. I don't have any plugs. I'm just living my life. One day at a time, everybody. Yeah. We'll all make it through. Yeah. Bye! Bye!